It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan. Well, it is awesome to have you listening in. Yes, you, individually you. It's great to have you listening. So thanks for tuning in again. Welcome to the fourth episode in our 2019 e-commerce Master Plan growth series sponsored by Omnisend, the all-in-one marketing automation platform that empowers e-commerce marketers to boost sales with omnichannel tools. This month, we're bringing you double the number of episodes per week, each one selected because it offers superb advice on how to grow your business in the coming year. I know we get a lot of new listeners finding us during these growth series shows. So if you are new to the podcast, make sure you head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast to find all the episodes in this series and our top 10 most listened to episodes of all time, which is a great way to start delving into the back catalogue. I'm Chloe Thomas. I'm the creator of the e-commerce master plan. I'm an author, speaker and advisor, and I focus on solving your e-commerce marketing problems, which is one of the things we're going to be doing in today's episode. But before I introduce you to our guest, we should really hear a bit about our sponsor, as without them, this series just wouldn't be possible. Are you looking to increase your sales without a lot of extra work? Omnisend's email and SMS marketing automation platform is tailor-made for e-commerce businesses like you. It's got everything you need to start making more sales immediately, including one-click integrations with the major e-commerce platforms and super easy migration from your existing email marketing platform. They even have award-winning all-human 24-7 customer support who will help you out in under six minutes. No more trying to get past the chatbot. Omnisend is trusted by over 70,000 e-commerce brands and me. Yes, we run our email marketing on the Omnisend platform. Ready to join us? Well, sign up for a free account at ecmp.info forward slash Omnisend and use the code masterplan2022 to save 15% on paid plans when you need them. Okay, let me introduce you to today's special guest. Aaron Spivak is the co-founder of Hush Blankets. They're specially weighted blankets to reduce anxiety and improve sleep. The website went live in January 2018 and they've already achieved even some crazy growth numbers, including completely selling out of stock four times already. Hello, Aaron. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here and um, and great to be able to talk to you about such a an interesting few months so far, but also such an important product. But before we get into all of that, um, how did you get started off in e-commerce in the first place? That's actually uh, a great question. Um, I have another business that is completely retail. And I always thought that, you know, these are the customers that come in, we can invest in our customers and never really kind of leave from that. We wanted to scale. We wanted to go into larger retail sides. And uh, it wasn't until my friend, who is now actually my partner in Hush Lior, was like, you know, you guys should be online. You should definitely be selling this online. And then one thing led to another. And I started uh, learning how to build websites. And we built a website for that. And then, uh, yeah, I just really started getting falling in love with everything about e-commerce. Oh, of course, you started with a physical retail store, yeah, and then learned learned the trade, as it were, and then you you moved into the online offering. Was that for that business or for this business that you did the first e-commerce store? So it, originally, it was 
for the previous business, which is which is actually a food product business. So we're delivering food, so we're very limited. And I always, you know, really wanted to get into a product where we can ship wider and further, uh, and something that we can really test the power of e-commerce. Because with the original business, we were very limited to a small geographical range uh, because of the perishability of food. So. I was always kind of looking up new things, things that would interest me, things that I can stand behind and really support. Um, and then that's kind of where Hush started formulating. So Aaron, whereabouts in the world are you and where are you selling to? So I'm based out of here in Toronto, Canada. We sell Canada-wide, US-wide. That's kind of where we started. We started locally. We started developing the product and the blanket locally uh, and, and tested it to the point where we thought we can share it with everybody else. Um, a little bit about Hush. So, so for those who don't want to do a quick Google search, um, we are designed to be the last blanket that you'll ever need. A lot of people today suffer from a poor quality of sleep, whether it comes from day-to-day stress or anxiety or you know, over light exposure because most people are on their phone before they go to bed um, or things going on that just prevent them from getting that optimal eight hours of sleep. We design a product that takes advantage of putting a small amount of pressure on pressure points throughout your body to really relax you and reduce stress-causing cortisol and kind of almost trap you in bed to the point where you can achieve a comfortable eight hours of sleep. Well, so it's, it, the science is that you can, just by being held that little bit harder as such than your duvet would normally do, your body relaxes that bit more. It, it, it feels like you're being hugged in a sense, correct, yeah. And it's actually the, the technology has been around for a while. They, they used to use either weighted lap pads or, or little small vests uh, they would use for, for children with sensory disorders. And whenever there would be a panic attack or, or an inability to sleep, they would kind of lay this vest or, or pad on top of them to kind of calm them down and let, help them feel secure. Uh, but there was never really one for adults, right? Uh, and adults need to sleep just as much as children do. So that's where the, the, the development of the thought went into place. So what was the original inspiration for the product then? The original inspiration actually came from my partner, Lior. He was volunteering at a camp, um, which helped children with either learning disabilities or autism. And they needed constant support. And they had this room that they called the stimulation room. And what the room served as is whenever a child felt like they needed to relax or they had a panic attack or they just simply wanted to sleep, they would go in this room. This room would be filled with these weighted lap pads or all these different sensory products that would help them feel comfortable. And then he was telling me that he'd love to go in this room because he would just use lap pads for himself because they were so relaxing. Um, but there was never something for someone his size. There was never something for an adult. So you know that's kind of where it stemmed from. We both are marketers by trade. We were both at the time extremely invested into e-commerce. So, you know, we did our research and, and we found that there was, there, there was a, a trend towards, you know, people with anxiety or people who, who are looking for solutions to better sleeps. And then uh, that's when we developed the Hush. And the product itself just looks like any other blanket, doesn't it? It doesn't look like a medical device. No, it, it looks, uh, especially our, our new ones that are coming out, they look really cool, actually. It's like a sky gray uh, the exterior of the blanket has like almost a soft—I don't know how to describe it—like like a mink, like almost like a fox fur feel, even though it's not fox fur. It's uh, a mix of cotton and bamboo. They use extremely high-grade material because it is it is weighted, so there's a higher chance of, of rips and tears. 
So it really is a premium product. Nice. And um, what platform do you sell that via to the masses? We sell majority on Shopify and uh, our most recent sellout came when we launched on uh, Amazon. Oh, okay, cool. And are there any, any kind of key widgets or plugins you're using with your Shopify site? I think we've probably used closer to 50 to 55 plus widgets and plugins over the year. I think right now, yeah, I think I think that's the most important thing, right? Because we test uh, so a lot of testing. We're we're not naive enough, especially because we've been in the game for a little bit, to think that every little widget or every idea is the solution. Uh, at least in our circle, or, or, or the people we've started to surround ourselves with in the e-commerce game, it's become to a point where everyone feels like they have the solution for the potential problem. And what we've learned is that oftentimes the solution is in testing and patience. You know, most people will install a plugin and in two, three days, if it doesn't convert or if it doesn't work, they'll disable the plugin and they'll move on to the next one. Yeah, rather than tweak what they've got. Right. We're really, really patient and we really want to, in a sense, double down on making a game plan finding widgets that fit within our plan and not going after widgets that claim that they can help convert or claim that they can increase revenue. Uh, We have a plan and and if we can find a widget that can help support the plan, then we'll use it. Otherwise, uh, we have no use for it. And what's your team look like? I know you're, you're still fairly early days in the business, but have you got anything outsourced yet or is it all still being handled by you, the two of you co-founders? We've got a, a circle of professionals that, that we use. So uh, when, we're in, when we're using Google Ads, we have a Google Ads guy that, that we work with. Uh, when we're doing Facebook ads, uh, we have a Facebook ads team. Leo and I have, have studied the Google ads and Facebook ads. So we have a really good understanding of how to do it. It's just more outsourcing the time it takes to professionally do it. I find that when you don't have uh, a clear understanding of how the ad platform works, it's hard to make uh, adjustments that work. Uh, we've got two uh, VAs that, that work with us and customer service and handle the, you know, the, the returns and stuff like that, that, that can be outsourced. From a marketing standpoint, we also, uh, we have a professional Amazon lady who takes care of our, our Amazon listing on a day to day basis and monitors that. Uh, so our team is like, I think, I would think we're like five or six now. And then Leo and I oversee every aspect of the business. Very cool. And, um, what do you think is the most awesome thing about your business right now? I think the most awesome thing is that we are solving a problem and that we stand behind the product. And I know that sounds like something everyone should be doing. Should being the operative word there. (laughs) Right. And what I found, and it could be wrong, but at least in our circle here in Toronto, we have, you know, the Shopify headquarters here and we do a lot of meetups. And I find that a lot of people are not willing to stand behind their product, they would much rather stand behind the product sales. And although Hush has done great, there has been months where the product hasn't sold as much as it did the month before. And any other person in the space would have then started focusing on a different product and trying to bring multiple products out and then you know find the one that works and, and double down on that. But when you're extremely passionate about a product where you know I find most Shopify or e-commerce entrepreneurs won't even tell you what they sell because of fear of competition, we're the opposite. We, you know we want people to check out the weighted blanket to see if they can get involved or anything like that. 
we'll stand behind it, you know, till the end. And we found that actually our customers, they see that and it's actually translated to, to our growth and our sales. I guess we have to, we have to tackle something which I mentioned right in the, right in the intro, which is you've, you've kind of done the, both the, the awesomeness and the awfulness of running out of stock. I guess a lot of people are going, oh, wow, I wish I could run out of stock. But then it does bring its own problems as well when that demand and supply don't match up. How have you dealt with it when you've reached that point where you've got people who want the product, but you haven't got any product to sell them? I think it's, it's probably the hardest thing to deal with. Obviously, it's, it's a blessing to sell out because you only buy inventory to sell it. But the, because of the, the delay to, to make a product like the weighted blanket and to get it to do to North America, it takes about six to eight weeks from, you know, purchase order to being able to deliver to a customer. So when you do sell out and you don't have fresh inventory arriving any day, it puts you two months behind the eight ball. So for us, it was extremely stressful because we had many customers who wanted to buy for their friends or buy for their family. Uh, we were ranking number one across multiple platforms. Uh, our Google, our Facebook pixel was on fire. We were ranking high on Google uh, and Pinterest, Bing, etc. We were number one on Amazon. Everything was amazing. And then when you sell out, it, all those search engines pretty much would delete you. Besides from Google, right? They they don't see they don't see a product that you can sell, so they're not going to offer it to their customers. So it was a huge setback for us in one sense. Uh, however, we actually shifted to a pre-order model, uh, which we were extremely hesitant to do in the beginning because we didn't think people would pre-order from us when they can just buy tomorrow from a competitor. Um, and that's where. Actually, we didn't realize how powerful our brand was. People were, or are still today, willing to wait months for a hush blanket rather than just buy one on Amazon from a competitor or online from a competitor and get it within a few days. So, rather, so you you took the decision to to open pre-orders up, right, and kind of create an even an ever greater pile of back orders as such. But then, at least you could continue the marketing could continue uninterrupted. Yes, the marketing can continue, and the, and the cash flow can still come in. Right. When you don't have blankets, you can't make a sale. And if you can't make a sale, you have no cash flow. And, you know, we have operating expenses. So what that, an, an issue like that can do is it can dig a hole. So we needed to sell pre-orders. And, you know, a few months back, we wanted to double down on brand and really focus on building brand and not just building product. Uh, and only, and today, now that we are sold out as of today, um, we are seeing the benefit. People are buying pre-orders. And I suppose the, the other good thing about the, the cash flow side of it is it means that a certain amount of that order, the order with the manufacturer, is paid for. You've got the cash from the customers for it before it actually gets delivered. So it makes that side of cash flow a bit easier too. Absolutely. It also helps fund you know, the, the cash that's out there, right? So it, it helps tremendously. I think for a lot of products, it's hard to do pre-order depending on your competitors and how they run their business. But it's helped us a lot. Our pre-order sales have, uh, it really shows a lot of support in the brand. Did you have like now a marketing suite of activity for when it's in stock versus when you're on pre-order? Or is it literally you can just carry on with the marketing as per all the ad budgets stay the same and all the rest of it, even though you're pre-order rather than buy now? We, we actually haven't slowed down any of our marketing since we're on pre-order. 
we we are still looking and trying to scale things that work for us. We're still looking to try to take back things that don't work for us uh, and make adjustments every single day. I think the biggest uh, blow that we take in terms of business is Amazon because when you're out of stock on Amazon, you're pretty much irrelevant and they remove you and, and you derank. So outside of Amazon, everywhere else, you know, we never stop. Okay, and um, flicking away from the marketing a little bit for a moment, one of the, the things I find quite interesting about your product is you've got very limited options. You know, there's essentially one skew with three weights of blanket, but barely a color option in sight. Has that been, you know, a strategic decision to keep the brand strong by going for limited options and keep things simple, or is it something that that is like the next thing on your to do list to expand on? That's actually a really good question. Originally, it was a cash flow thing. Stocking up on three different variants, even though it's one color, takes more. And it is a premium product and it is expensive. So it wasn't, you know, to dive into a business, uh, I find a lot of e-commerce stores are, you know, maxing out on diving in on a product or testing a product for that matter at potentially five to $15,000 US. Our initial PO was, you know, upwards of a hundred, I think it was $120,000 US. That's a lot of cash to put behind your idea. And, and that's a huge barrier to entry too, right? For, for a lot of people trying to come in and test. So it wasn't a test. It was, we were going all in from the beginning. Now, um, if you actually go only on our Canadian site, where, because we still have stock in the US and our sold out Canadian site, we've actually expanded our offering. So now we have 5, 10, 15, 20, and 25 pound blankets. We have two different sizes. We have a kid's blanket that comes with a kid's design on it. So we really expanded our SKUs tremendously uh, and are trying to really tackle everyone, right? We had a lot of kids that came to us, our parents trying to buy a blanket for their kids they couldn't buy. We had larger individuals who are 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", couldn't fit in our blanket. So we've got a blanket for everyone. We've got people who want to share it with their husband or wife or their partner, and the blanket was too not as wide. And now we have wider blankets that fit a full queen-size bed. So we've really expanded our offering, which you can imagine also was a ton of cash up front. Yeah, I can imagine that's that's another another big chunk of cash to to have some stock in each of those different pieces. And but you know, as the business evolves and you learn more about what what sells at what rate, I guess it will all become that little bit more straightforward. Which also helps with the fact that we're doing pre-orders because we can now see on our new offering what people are most interested in, right? And then support the order that way. Exactly. Pre-ordering gives you so much more on the learnings front that's almost outweighs the cash flow benefits of it in terms of you get better product data of what's actually selling and you get to continue with the marketing and not put a pause on that. So yeah, it makes an awful lot of sense to to go down that pre-order route. Absolutely. It's just hard to convince someone to wait for two months. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that brings me on nicely to the next question, which is obviously, you know, the going out of stock was solved problem was was solved and dealt with by opening up pre-orders but then you've got the customers who are waiting do you do specific marketing to them to you know to keep them happy to keep them in the loop or is it you know and kind of play on the scarcity element and the fact they're going to they're going to be one of the lucky few who get the blanket the next time it's in or or is that not something you're having to do so she a really good question i guess the easiest way to describe what we do is if you've ever bought anything on kickstarter before you know you're going to wait a few months on Kickstarter because they have to go into production and they need to deliver. And they're always sending out updates. And you expect those updates. So we do something very similar. You know, we, We've built an entire 
uh, email automation and workflow that you know is consistently communicating with people pre-ordering. And if they don't respond or if they don't click the link properly, then they'll go down a different workflow. And we're always trying to engage them with you know new sleep facts. We try to get them to follow us on Instagram where we'll engage with them there. Uh, we're sending out mass emails with updates on a regular basis. And what we're trying to do is really hook them in and get them excited for when their blanket does arrive. Uh, what we don't want to do is just go, you know, go ghost and don't communicate with them for a few months because what will happen is when your return rate will go up and people will be like, you know what? I don't need to wait for this. You know, I, I'll rather I take my money back. I can use it for something else today or tomorrow. So we really want to keep people excited and interested and hook them in so that they almost, you know, we do a countdown as well for when the blanket's going to be ready for them. So as the last 10, 15 days start approaching, uh, they're going to get really excited. Oh, I love the idea of the countdown. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. So I guess uh, another question from me would be about the marketing to get those sales in the first place, you know, and to build the business in the first couple of months. Did you find most of your marketing was kind of like the bottom of the funnel? So buy this blanket now, um, or more at the top end of the funnel of, did you know there's a new solution to help you sleep better? In the beginning, it was, it was definitely the bottom end of, of the funnel. It was, you know, simple math. There's, you know, thousand or 10,000 people searching for a weighted blanket, you know, in Canada, uh, or this month. And we wanted to rank number one. So we went after that keyword or, or a few keywords in that, in that area and we converted. And the second we knew we can convert on, people simply wanting this type of product and not necessarily the hush. We knew that if we built brand and that people were looking for the hush instead of just a weighted blanket, we'd really be able to scale. And a year later, my partner Leo is like an SEO wizard. And now we're you know ranking for words all over the map. And we're really seeing people just want the hush. They don't care for a weighted blanket. They just want the hush blanket. That's where the vision a year ago was. And now we're kind of reaping the benefits. For anyone out there who's got a product where they want to build the brand and they want to build that brand quickly. So people want their product, not just a weighted blanket in your example. Have you got any advice for them to really instill that brand in the mind of the consumer? Yes. One word, patience. (laughs) We get um, I get a lot of DMs and messages and, you know, people trying to do similar things. And it's always like first word after reading a long email is slow down. It takes years to build a quality brand and it's, it's brick by brick, happy customer after happy customer. You know, we've had people angry and happy and we've gone out of our way. I drove two and a half hours to pick up a blanket, get it dry clean, and then another two and a half hours to get it to some other lady for her daughter's birthday. And we for sure lost money on that because I had to drive and had to spend time. But it wasn't about that. It was simply because I wanted to make one customer happy. And I feel that everybody is just looking at their dashboard every day and saying, why did I only get X amount of sales? But yesterday I got X amount of sales. They're looking at conversions. And those are important. But I feel what's more important is understanding the product and really engaging with the customer. And if you're not on social and if you're not on Facebook, we just did an LA production video. I don't know if you saw on Facebook. It took six months of planning where we're really enforcing the brand uh, and trying to get to people in a sense where they can engage with us anyway. Even if they don't buy from us, we just want them to engage with us because brand is more important than anything else for us. Excellent. We'll add a link to that video to the um, to the show notes. And I think now it's time we head into the top tips around that. Even now before... Are you looking to increase your sales without a lot of extra work? 
Omnisend's email and SMS marketing automation platform is tailor-made for e-commerce businesses like you. It's got everything you need to start making more sales immediately, including one-click integrations with the major e-commerce platforms and super easy migration from your existing email marketing platform. They even have award-winning all-human 24-7 customer support who will help you out in under six minutes. No more trying to get past the chatbot. Omnisend is trusted by over 70,000 e-commerce brands and me. Yes, we run our email marketing on the Omnisend platform. Ready to join us? Well, sign up for a free account at ecmp.info forward slash Omnisend and use the code masterplan2022 to save 15% on paid plans when you need them. Com forward slash masterplan and get started. Okay, Aaron, the top tips round. I love this section because it gives me and all the listeners out there some quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So the first one is the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Does it have to be within e-commerce or it could be any book? Nope, any book. Okay, especially for e-commerce people. I want people to read the book called The Wealthy Renter by Alex Avery. A lot of people are starting e-commerce in order to generate some sort of cash flow in order to purchase something ABC in their life. This book will definitely change your life on the difference between owning a home and renting a home and what you can be doing with that extra money. Okay. The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? I think it gets the press, but definitely Instagram and Facebook. I think, uh, and, I, and I don't just think clicking boost. And I don't, I think really doing Facebook, I think doing it properly with creating specific ads to target specific people. You know, if somebody likes a sports team and you're targeting that sports team, that sports team better be in that ad. You know what I mean? It's got to be really, really specific. Get rid of the shotgun method and get real specific and you'll see the conversions go way up. Excellent. And the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a way of working, a social media plugin, a phone app. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Intercom, for sure. Intercom. Intercom. Get it installed. Get your whole team on it. Everyone can see it. It integrates your live chat. You could use Slack, depending on what kind of, you know, how big you are and how many people you have on your team. But um, we use Intercom and it, it's, it just makes everything fast. Very cool. And then the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? And how long? Oh, well, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Overnight, I don't have the answer. But uh, my number one tip would be to get really good at Instagram, at Facebook, and understanding Google Ads. And once you get really good at that, you will start to see the potential of your product, you know, and we can test things without even having a product simply because we understand the way the marketing works and um, really do your research. Don't get swayed into influencer marketing and stuff like that. That might not work for your product. It might, but it might not uh, really hone in on the powers that Facebook has right now because it's extremely cheap right now. Soon when the big guys start playing, it's not going to be cheap. Okay, great advice. Master Plan World, you can find the top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you will see a link to the show. Now, Aaron, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? You can find me personally 
on Instagram at E-H-S-P-I-V at A-S-P. And you can follow Hush at Hush Blankets uh, on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash Hush Blankets. You can chat in on our website, hushblankets.com, hushblankets.ca. Uh, we're always there. So if you chat on the website, you'll probably get to me or Leo at some point. So uh, look forward to chatting with everyone listening. Excellent. Well, I'll add all those links and everything else we talked about today into the show notes. Masterplan World, again, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Aaron, thank you so much for being on the show today and for sharing so many interesting tips with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So I love the way that Aaron and his team have turned running out of stock into kind of like a cash, like a backend cash flow benefit, but also found a way for it not to slow down the learning curve of their business. By having the pre-orders, they can carry on pushing the marketing. They can carry on learning about what product the customer wants. And then they've also put the time and the effort into making sure that those customers who are waiting are getting a great service from them even whilst they're waiting. I hope you've enjoyed this interview from our 2019 e-commerce master plan growth series sponsored by Omnisend, the all-in-one marketing automation platform that empowers e-commerce marketers to boost sales with omnichannel tools. There's 10 episodes in the series in all, numbers 191 to 200, so make sure you check them all out. The whole point of this series is to help you grow your business in 2019. That's also the point of the virtual summit we ran back in September. If you missed that, then there's still time to get involved. It's over 20 expert video sessions and in each you'll learn about a different way to improve your marketing. Think of it like a conference that you can tap into wherever you are in the world and wherever you want. There's a very special offer for podcast listeners that you can get by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash summit 176. So why not go there, check it out and get your hands on all that great advice content. Have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.